0: Fancast, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans.
1: Release the Kraken. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'll be joined momentarily by my colleagues Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson for some Seattle Kraken Hockey Talk. Plus, we are featuring yet another interview, another one coming up, this time with Climate Pledge arena host, and occasional national anthem singer, Angelica Salem. Nathan and I had a great talk with Angelica about her background, as well as all of her experiences with the Kraken organization and fans. So we're really psyched to feature her in this episode, and our conversation with her will be coming up in a bit. But just a reminder that Kraken FanCast focuses on all subject matter about the National Hockey League's 32nd franchise, the Seattle Kraken. Share news, analyze play, go over team-related news, all kinds of stuff, uh, and also some interviews like uh, we have been recently, and we've got one coming up. Uh, also, you know, connect with people in the fan community, plus, as always, we aim to go into some uh, different subject matter you might not hear on other Kraken-related podcasts. Thanks much to our very kind and generous sponsors, Silver City Brewery, located in Bremerton with their beer sold throughout the state of Washington and beyond, beer for one, beer for all. Silver City is an all-inclusive Northwest craft beer adventure in every pint. Also, big, big thanks to the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. Okay, since our last episode, um, we had kind of recorded just sort of at the beginning of what turned out to be one heck of a win streak. The Kraken, yes, you're Seattle Kraken with a five-game win streak there for a while. Um, around, around the time we had a win, our boys had a win against Pittsburgh, very impressive one, three to one, uh, Calgary, they won five to four, uh, with Joey Decord in net on that one, uh, and then just kept rolling, uh, with very decisive road game win, very decisive one against Minnesota, Soda Wild, uh, and that was by the score of four to nothing. So Martin Jones in net for the shutout with 22 saves in that game. That was a fun one to watch. And then, you know, they're in the road game hitting over to Pittsburgh, figuring out know, Pittsburgh really wants some revenge over that last game. But nope. Kraken have swept the Pens this season, defeated them again, that time by the score of three to two, much thanks to a late goal by Brandon Tanev. And the icing on the cake was the team returning home and dominating. And I mean, dominating, especially at the beginning of the game uh, against, the, against the Nashville Predators, winning five to one. So these guys are scoring all over the place, holding on to wins, finding ways to win, not finding ways to lose like we would see so much last year. So uh, that was, you know, they're going to keep rolling. Well, of course, reality hits. And, you know, in the NHL, NHL uh, is a very competitive league. You're not going to win them all, folks. And uh, But they had a couple of tough losses, really close ones, um, quite a defensive struggle. So we were seeing so much scoring for a while. Great defensive game if you like to watch those kind of games against Minnesota. So Minnesota did get a little bit of revenge from the earlier loss. Uh, they won one to nothing over the Kraken. Uh, and uh, But that one, you know, was understandable. The other one, uh, this one against Winnipeg, that, this one stung. This one really stung. It was an overtime loss against the Winnipeg Jets by the score of three to two. Seemed like one that the team, the Seattle Kraken, that is, had in the hand. Um, but, uh, uh, we'll go over it in a second, you know, b- bad penalty and uh, Blake Wheeler tying it up and just seconds left in the game. And then uh, eventually the Jets uh, won in overtime, at least the Kraken picked up a point on that one, but uh, that one was tough. But as of our recording uh, of this episode, the team's looking forward to hoping getting back in the wind column and uh, continuing a long home stint. Uh, eventually taking on the New York Rangers, the LA Kings, and the San Jose Sharks before they hit the road again for a a little bit for, I think, about three or so games against some divisional opponents. So, uh, guys, Jim, let me start with you. Um, What's what's some of your impressions on on these past few games and how the team's looking and all? Uh, You know, we, we talked about how how stinging that Jets game was, but there was a lot of good stuff we that's happened the last past two weeks. When isn't there?
0: Yeah, that that five game run there was uh, pretty spectacular for our first real run uh, in franchise history. You know, anytime you can go to work and show up, and the guys that aren't traditional hockey fans start following and talking about the game the night before, you're doing your job. And that's something that's never happened and I never thought I'd see. So that's that's really cool when guys are coming up to you talking about things in the locker room and what have you. Um, you know, the decor win that was kind of neat. His first win as a crack in the in Calgary and a very tough game that we got out shot, outfaced off 62%, and we got hit like crazy. Uh, but we pulled a win there. Uh that that game against Minnesota was quite impressive uh in Minnesota. That was a full green column game. Uh, everything they did that night was clicking. It, you couldn't do wrong. You could see the frustration in Minnesota big time, even on the bench watching the coaches. Uh, and then the pit game, of course, I think you were at that, Chris. That was a Preds, pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah, pretty spectacular game. Continuing coming home for the six-game road stand. First of all, the game against the Preds was killer. I was there. That was just a dominating game game jonesy at a 960 save percentage but of course we failed in the faceoff circle again yeah that's just the one, something else yeah now. that's
1: that's really a weird one we can talk a little more about that in a bit but yeah it's weird yeah. how they they're excelling in certain things and you know in some, some most games you know shots on
0: goal looking all right but uh the faceoffs strange yeah i mean we are working the hell out of that in practice every time you see video every day they're working 15-20 minutes with guys so that was a great win but we got to get fix that off dot for sure. November 13th faceoffs. We actually pulled it off there on that game, but that game was the most frustrating game I've ever witnessed to be honest with you as in the stands. And I think it might be the most frustrating game uh, for the team franchise. Uh, a Winnipeg. That, that's game, stu- yeah. that stupid penalty there in the last 40 or the 43 seconds that Susie took. And a lot of people, Slammed him right away. Yeah, it was a dumb penalty. He did get slashed. He did get hacked. He turned around. The play left his own. He was there, and he just – he said, screw it, and he punched him in the back of the head. Uh, a hell of a dive ensued after that. I, I noticed that more than anything, to be honest Pierre with Luke you. But, Bois, right?
1: Was that yeah,
0: – so – but, yeah. you know, we got nailed for it, and he knows it, and then they scored, and that was game over. I, I've i never got up out of my seat and left faster than that game, to be honest with you. That was bad. It was really frustrating because we, that was our game for sure. You know, here we are, we dropped two in a row, the close, but I'm ready to pick it up again. Cause we got four more to go here at home. So
1: sure. Sure. Nathan, what did you catch out of those games? Uh, the one that stands
2: out most for me was the one we were all at uh, against uh, Nashville at Preds game. That was a great game. I didn't do so well on the salmon toss, but oh, we don't yes, need to talk have about, to talk that, talk too about too that
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, sure. a little bit of a you're, you know, five minutes of fame there, Nathan. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. Congrats, hats off to Jason, my best friend, for uh winning the signed Yanni Gord hockey stick. Some people thought maybe I threw that game so he could well, win it, but a lot to be of you, I I what we're talking
1: about. I, we got we got to back up a second. So, folks, as you know. The in between periods, uh, in fact, uh, our our guest Angelica Salem uh, often runs these. These little contests sometimes on the ice with fans. You know, people put on goofy outfits and try to race around the ice, or they, you know, try to shoot pucks uh, at the net a half halfway through, or whatever. All kinds of things. Or in one case, someone we know very well got to do a salmon toss into a bin or whatever it was. Nathan. You and your buddy, what, come out of the restroom and somebody bumps into you and say, here, you want to play a game on the ice? What happened?
2: Yeah, we literally both were coming out of the restroom and this guy wearing a headset says, hey, you guys want to play a game? And I gave him this kind of funny look like that's kind of an odd question coming out of the bathroom, but whatever. And uh, he told us what it was. And I said, yeah, let's do that. And we got to go out on the ice and and uh, throw those those fish into that pickup truck. But I was I was afraid of falling because those spikes were just kind of weird. You know, it wasn't, you know, like skates or anything like that. So I was slow moving, man. And I, I tried my best. But Jason pulled it off, won that Yanni Gord hockey stick. And I'm proud of him.
1: That That's that's great. You got What did you get? Three fish in the in the in the truck?
2: Yeah, I think I got three. I mean, they gave uh, us 10 in much. each bucket, but time how ran out before we got to throw any more.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, well, good. Well, you know, we were all meeting, you know, we were all going to meet you there, Nathan. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, our producer Jay Middleton says, Oh, yeah, he's on the he just got off the ice. I'm like, What are you talking about? We because we, we Jim and I, we missed it. We couldn't believe it. I mean, we saw a video of you afterward. But I was it was like, Oh, my God, we had no idea. Usually those. You know, sometimes those are entertaining, but I'm, that to me is usually, you know, bathroom break or, you know, grab, grab right. a drink or something. And uh, so I regret not seeing it with my own eyes. But uh, congrats on doing that. That's great. That was good fun uh, that you got to do that. So, yeah. And we got to see a great game. Yeah,
2: it was a great game. Uh, we had a good time, always a good time to go there. But like you guys were mentioning, you know, that, that five win streak was, was amazing. That was a a fun ride. And I'm looking forward to having more win streaks like that. We've lost the last couple, but we'll bounce back. Um, we've got some divisional games. We got the Kings that just ended up getting a point. I think it's one or two points ahead of us there in the standings. We faced them after the Rangers. So, uh, hockey has been solid. Hockey has been good. You know, even with that one goal, uh, loss we didn't score anything but the defense was really good you know goaltending has been top-notch in my opinion i think we can all agree on that so yeah. good things is, i like Jones it a lot
1: has been playing maybe the best hockey since his san jose days brick wall he's right now as i as we speak he's got uh eighth best well it, just an overall sort of like uh well i guess it depends on what say as far as wins the eighth best wins but i should probably look at the uh, Save percentage. Where does he rank? You know, maybe maybe not quite. He's he's a little further down actually on the save percentage, but it depends on what stats we're looking at. But hey, look at the scoreboard, folks. They're winning, and uh, you know, not not in the cellar on the West. There, they're kind of in the middle of the package, third third fourth in the division. So um, you know, may they keep that up.
2: Last time I saw, and I and forgive me, I'm not sure if it was for three games or five games, I don't think it was for the season. He was sitting at nine and a half for save percentage with uh, one goal against average. So, I mean, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, and these stats I'm looking at is also like, has some backup play because it kind of depends on how many uh, games you're playing and everything, but no, he's, 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 he's doing a solid job uh, for sure. It's, it's been, it's been great to see. I didn't have, any of them. I didn't know what to expect from Martin Jones. I, you know, we of course thought we we're going to see Grubauer at this point, but, uh, but a lot of actually, this, this little, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little more about the goalies in a little bit. But uh, speaking of stats, so I'm kind of pouring through stats. And Jim, you've gone through a bunch of stats. I know you, you hold on to a lot of that. And I you know how, how are players doing? Who's, who should we be really happy with? Who should we be
0: disappointed with? Well, let's uh, start with some. Basic team stats. Uh, We're almost to the quarter point here. Things are improving quite a bit over last year. Uh, Goals for, we rank 11th. Goals for per game, 6.2 or 3.25, which is substantially better, 14th. Goals against, 20th. Goals against per game, 2.81. Still a little better, both in the green column. Power plays hanging out at 11. It's dropping slowly because it was so high to begin with. But that's totally respectable at twenty three six. Um, where we are struggling, we we got out of the hole not very well in the PK department. We we're hanging at twenty two right now at a seventy five percent. That needs to improve. It is on the the rise a bit. The shots are. This is something that needs to be corrected. We're getting too selective with shots for sure. We're hanging out at twenty sixth with only twenty nine shots a game. Uh, that needs to be up. Shots against, uh, this is reverse column, so we're 29th, which is actually good. We're 27 shots, 27.3 shots a game, which is totally good. Uh, Face-offs is absolutely brutal in 32nd place at 43.5%. That is bad. We were not anywhere near that last year. Um, Individual player stats. Burakoski leads with 14 points. Uh, Goal leaders are Beniers, McCann, Schwartz at five. Assist, Burakoski 10, Bjorkstrand 8. There's several at 7. Plus minus, this is quite a shocker, and I'm really proud of my boy, Geeky, because I lit him on fire. He's hanging out at a plus 12 along with Tanov. Uh, very amazing stat there right now.
1: <laughs> I know. I, just,
0: <laughs> I mean, it, you know,
1: not only are things different with the the, the team, and we, you know, we have new guys and everything. Some of some of the
0: guys from last year are are, are showing up in uh, you know grander ways than they used to. Totally, it's full team effort. I'm digging it. Um, Larson, of course, uh, leads the decor with a plus ten. He's been quietly solid as usual. Uh, penalty minutes. Uh, our boy Susie, who had a big ugly game the other day that cost us. Is hanging out at 21 pimps. Uh, only Alexiak is hanging out at 16 and Borgen is at 15. Shot percentage. This is another good one. This is funny. Alexiak with a whopping 37.5 shooting percentage because he's dumped a couple nice shots from the point, but he's only taken about four. <laughs> so yeah, right. that's why he's so high there. Him. Yeah. And my boy Geeky again hanging out at 33.3% on his. The his shooting percentage, which is great because he does normally have a good shooting percentage at one time last year, though, it did drop in one of his long dry spells to a 6.6. So quite, quite a nice turnaround for him. And it's evident on the scoreboard. Um, Beneers and McCann hanging at 19, Tan of 16. Uh, now this is, this is a, a disappointing situation. Although the player has had a good year because he's great uh, two way player. He's great on the power play. Um, he has some points, but this guy is snake bit. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand leads the team in shots with 52 shots, but he's only pulling a 1.9 on the shot percentage, and he cannot buy a goal. And I think everybody knows it on the club. Something's got to happen quick, because that guy's numbers—he's better than his numbers are showing. Yeah. Um, time um, time on ice. Uh, Larson's dominating at 23 minutes. Dunner at 22. Surprisingly, uh Wenberg for the forwards leads the group at 19 minutes and Schwartz is a 17 plus. So those are some interesting uh individual stats here that I came across. I, I will say
1: about Bjorkstrand, though, one thing that's interesting though is he's second in assists. So he's making right. he's helping
0: make plays. He is. I mean, he's a playmaker, he's a bumper guy uh on the P, you know, PP. So it's gonna happen. It's just I can't believe it because he was known before he came here as a shoot first guy and it's just not sinking yet. It's hitting the goalie pads too often. (laughs) Yes, or something. Um, But I wanted to lead into this next little piece about uh, players that I've been impressed with, uh, other than the standard that we know, you know, the veneers and the ebbs, this whole thing. Obviously, Burakoski has been a really nice feature. His game, I'm seeing a well-rounded game out of him. I like his size. You know, he's not your stereotypical power forward but I like his work everywhere in the zone. It's quite, I'm quite impressed. Um, once again, geeky, you're surprising me. Keep going, buddy. You know, tag me, tweet me. I don't care. Just come on, keep doing it. I'm really happy. I said this a couple episodes that Schwartz is back and Schwartz is healthy because he looks good. And he's a, he's a very, when he gets some wheels going, man, he's a really shocking player. And he's got some moves with speed and I'm just happy he's back and he's producing and a guy for his lack of minutes spronger is doing it for me. You know, I I can't deny those minutes to performance numbers. I can't deny it. And of course, Tanev's kind of picking up where he was last year. You know, he played above his head early on and then he got injured. He started a little bit slow now and here he comes uh, and he's playing great hockey guys on the lesser side, a little disappointing. I, I, not necessarily disappointing, but just not standing out. I got Bjorkstrand there. I know that's going to turn around. We have the Shane Wright ordeal. What can we do about that? He's only pulling eight Oh six. I um, and I think he's been a healthy scratch What the last five. So that game plan is in effect, whatever they're doing. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Um, I've got uh Ted or I almost said Ted uh, Donato's uh, I do that a lot. Don't I? <laughs> When you watch it, when you watch the dad play hockey, you're going to do that. Yeah, okay. uh, donato donato has been a little quiet for his ten thirty-three ice time. I mean, we know he can still do it, but he's been a little quieter than last year. Not as many uh, big moments. So, other than that, my my big standout is obviously Jonesy. We've talked about him. Uh, you know, he's seven and four, two thirty-eight goals against average, nine oh nine save percentage. But one thing I've noticed about him. I've been doing a lot of ISO on him when I'm at the games because I've got him in front of me for two periods. The guy's positionally sound, which is key to everything, right? He's not overplaying the puck. He's positionally sound. He's calm and he's actually seen through traffic really well. So those are four things that are why he's where he's at right now. And, how can we've all talked to everybody's talking about it? You know, this guy's let's just hope it continues because this is a good role. And Chris, this probably leads into the next conversation you want to have about goaltenders. Well,
1: yeah, but I do want to add add one other guy. I want to give some, I totally agree with all of you. Obviously, stats say stuff, but there's sometimes those little intangibles of just whether it's playmaking. Uh, curious if anybody's jumped out at you, Nathan. I'll turn it to you in a sec, but uh just like you know and and you know Bert Burakovsky, of course has done that well and we've seen Geeky move in just just with chemistry with the team or making some just good timely plays and I'm going more on the defensive end of the puck I really have liked the addition of Justin Schultz I thought uh Schultz has been really solid back there he seems like a very smart player um you know if he does you know I'm not sure if he's had I'm looking at his penalties now he's not well Yeah, 14 minutes, but you know, he, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there have been times where I've just seen some extra effort, not to take anything away from the other defensemen, but just some extra effort from that guy and some really smooth moves. So I want to add him to that on those impressive lists. Yeah. Nathan, anybody else's besides we get into the goal, we are going to talk plenty about goalies, but anybody else uh, jump out at you that hasn't been mentioned? Well,
2: I mean, not necessarily anybody in particular as far as, you know, more offense or defense. I'm still, uh, every time Alexiak is on the ice, I love watching him. He seems to be getting more involved. He's he's not taking as many shots as I'd like to see him do, but I mean, he's he's putting his body in there and he's he's working those other guys and, you know, all his rubs and everything like that. He's given people licks and, and I appreciate watching that. I'm a, you know, we all know I'm a big defensive guy and a goaltending guy. Um, Goals are great to watch, but watching, watching people, you know, stop goals is my number one and watching Alexiak do his thing. That's probably my standout player besides Martin Jones, but Alexiak love that guy.
1: Yeah, nice to see, I mean, Jamie and, and some of the guys who we, I guess we could say are core from last year. Also, I got, got to give some also some other props to Ebs, Jordan Eberle, Uh, you know, Schwartz, like I said, we he was hurt so much last year. But we're seeing, we're getting to see him with the Jaden Schwartz we've been really wanting to see for a while. McCann, you know, he's not leading the team and stuff, but he's still solid on there. And, uh, and Yanni Gord as well. So uh, good to see some of the old core. And of like you said, Jim, you know, just all kind of gelling there. And plus these new guys are just, you know, add, adding to adding to the all the effectiveness.
0: Well, I neglected my defensive column on that review. <laughs> it's not sitting late. Right here. Sorry, I, I beat you to it. No. And you, <laughs> right. you, you reminded me of it because you had Schwartz. You brought up Schwartz and you and me have talked Schultz. about that. His. Yeah. Or Schultz. I mean, we've talked about it. Uh, his power play work is fantastic on the breakout. His head up. It's just great puck moving D. He's been good. Um, I've seen him make some incredible sliding D plays too. You know, breaking up two on one. So it, that's a, the nice package that I don't think I was expecting actually. Also, Borgan, Borgan has brought it to the table. You know, for a, technically he was a six seven D guy last year. You can kind of slot him up, pretty you know mid pack, three four at times, and you are anyway. And, and you know what? There's nobody tougher on the club with a punch right now. I mean, you got your big boy Alexiak, but Borgen, did you see that throw down the other night? Yeah. <laughs> I could have, sw- against, against Winnipeg, I could have sworn, I felt the building shake when, you know, he landed on the, on the ice. Uh, and then Alexiak, you're right, is, Alexiak is already in the first front half of the season here, playing way better than he did all last year. So, yeah, those those names are in there for sure. I just neglected my defensive core, but there. No, it is. all good,
1: all good. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, though. Good, good to bring those guys up, though. Of course. Uh, yeah. So speaking of defense, and and per you know, uh, maybe a good segue here about goalie news uh, in recent days. Uh, Magnus Helberg, come on back. Uh, you know, lost Ma- Magnus earlier uh, because he was on the waiver wire, and Ottawa picked him up, but Seattle picked him back up. And uh, they signed him, uh, so the, he's with the club now. He's up with uh, the crack, and that is, uh, they sent Joey DeCord uh, back down to Coachella Valley. So we got uh, three goalies down there: Callum Booth, Christopher Gibson, and Joey. I'm going to assume Joey will get most of the starts down there. Um, and then also, sort of an interesting move with Philip Grubar He's on long term IR now, Jim. Before we were recording, so what's,
0: yeah, what's going on with that? Well, that's kind of strange because I caught to that late, and it wasn't really announced news. I I caught up at some backdoor source on Twitter, it seemed like, and I started doing other searches to find out if it was a bigger deal, and I wasn't finding much. But apparently, it's some some tactful move, obviously by you know management. Uh, LTIR comes with some rules. Uh, I think it was a minimum of ten games, twenty four game per- or twenty four day period, minimum. Uh, they added him on that list when he was at seven games in on the IR already. And I believe it's retro. So at the same time that move was done, there was some goaltending that was being shifted around. That's when Helberg came back. That's when Joey went down to Coachella. So, you know, there's a, they're kind of close to the cap. They definitely are with him, but they can pull that money in a pool and technically go over the cap, but it doesn't count towards it. Uh, So they're doing some shifty, I mean, legit stuff. I'm just not sure what's going on. And, you know, it could be obviously the injuries. uh, Just, you know, let's get to a super healthy point. Uh, Coachella situation, I'm not sure. But it is long-term IR, and he's already seven games in on it, so they can go retro. It's obviously a smart move, smarter than what I know, but it's involved with a bunch of goaltender movement, it seems like, in the last six, seven days anyway. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, interesting. Interesting to see see that move and uh,
1: and uh, well, anyway, we'll consoling. Can you see mainly Martin Jones, but maybe we'll see uh Mega's Hellberg and his really nifty goalie pads, uh, cracking goalie pads. He actually can work. <laughs> these folks, if you haven't seen, him. He he's got some pretty sweet pads. But uh, then he hardly could use them. You know, I guess he did actually have to use it in an Ottawa game. It looked pretty odd. I guess.
0: Yeah. But and then that, he got his then he got his hot Ottawa pads as well, so he's got a couple of hot sets. And I I guess it's the talk of the internet. It seems like
1: yeah, there you go. All right, well may, may he only play with Ottawa and Seattle, nowhere else, and he's all set with his pads that way. Uh, but I guess we'll eventually uh, see Helberg uh, uh, up in a game somewhere along the line. Uh, also, one other note: Gustav Olsson was was brought up uh, recalled uh, to do, uh, fill in for a, an injured Jamie Oleksiak, um, but he. Alex probably back soon though I think we think right maybe maybe yeah well
0: it needs a 7 day minimum on an IR uh and I think I heard what was it lower bond or something um and I, I I think I heard early on he'll, he'll probably be there by Thursday but you know don't quote me on that but there's a good chance he'll be back but they did switch Flurry and Olsson 1 2 right there you know just to take up the time so we'll see what happens
1: yeah, nice to see too. I mean, there's some really good talent in Coachella. I, you know, we we went and saw a Coachella game. Uh, they're, they're I don't have their record in front of me, but they're I know they're off to a good start and everything. So it's nice to get some have some backup quality players and actually have a team. They're not sharing with with another. You know, like the situation with Charlotte last year. So uh, good, good on that. Um, so Nathan, besides being a a a celebrity on our uh, on the ice uh, at the Kraken game uh you also got to help spearhead uh here at a contest we had a really successful contest gave away a jersey T- talk about that and let's uh give big props to our winner
2: yeah we held that contest for that uh re- retro jersey giveaway and um uh, it was great we just wanted to do something to kind of give back to all the listeners and uh want to thank everybody who uh, participated and uh, entered in the contest. It was great to see everybody get involved, but our winner, Sean Bellman from Dallas, Oregon, uh, Sean, thank you very much for your participation and congrats on winning that. And we will have that out for you soon, buddy.
1: Right on. Congrats. Good stuff. And, uh, keep tuned. Uh, you know, folks, we're, we're aiming to do some more, uh, contests a little later in the year uh, you can also find out, you know, besides listening to us. Also, remember, and I'll recap this at the end of our program. Uh, find out about what we're up to on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter pages, and also uh, on our Patreon page. So, keep an keep an eye out on all of that for uh, upcoming uh, upcoming contests and other other interactive things with Kraken Fancast. So, anyway, thanks thanks for Nathan for uh, running that. Um, so uh, next, our guest, the wonderful, elite, wonderfully talented and uh, lovely Angelica Salem. Angelica Salem, you might not know who she is, but I bet you've if you gone to any cracking games. You've seen her. You've seen her on the ice. You've heard her. She's also sung the national anthem uh, many times last season. Uh, Angelica is the Climate Pledge Arena host for Seattle Kraken games. I think she also does it for the, uh, she also does it for the uh, OL Reign women's soccer team down in Tacoma. So, uh, busy lady. And we really appreciate she set aside some time to talk with uh, me and Nathan. And uh, here's some of our conversation. Well, we are with Angelica Salem. Angelica, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for taking some time to be on Kraken FanCast. I I guess you heard about FanCast because of our... uh, fish throwing friend here who's joined us uh, Nathan here you you get him in on one of these contests eh
3: yes one of one of the most competitive teams I've seen
1: <laughs> by yeah, far. a little grudge <laughs> match you know it's friends when you pit friends and friends
3: it's probably, awesome
1: it probably gets a little more heated than the strangers I bet and we'll I'll want to talk with you about that a little bit about your, yeah. your contest <laughs> experiences but ju- just to make sure I have everything uh correct and what you do I and your title Correct me if I'm wrong, is in arena host for Seattle yep. Kraken. And then also interestingly, I didn't know this. Uh, you're an in stadium host also for the OL reign. Is that right? You still are?
3: Yep. Yep. I worked with them uh this over the summer of this past season, their first season at Lumen. That was my first year working with them and should be back with them next year, which is also really cool.
1: Great, great. So yeah. so okay, so so two teams, and then mm-hmm. you were also a singer of national anthems. I've been able to Hear your wonderful <laughs> singing voice uh, a number of times, and I imagine you sing other songs beyond that. And we'll 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 talk about that. So, uh, but you know, so so that that's that's how we all know you. But I'd, I'd love to little know a little more about about your background, where where you're originally from, and how did you end up uh, getting in this line of work
3: yeah sure um i mean yeah i I wear lots of hats um it's kind of been the name of the game for me since i was little um but i started singing the national anthem kind of all over the place for the last i would say decade or so at this point um i made it a little bit of a, a fun quirky hobby of mine um and my goal was kind of just to sing it in as many arenas and as many states as possible. And that was what I was working towards. Um, and then I ended up moving. I'm from the East Coast originally from Connecticut, right outside of New York City.
1: I'm a fellow and, New um, Englander, by the way.
3: Are you? Where Lowell, from?
1: Lowell, Massachusetts.
3: All right. My whole family's from Rhode Island. So we're we're okay. that whole, the whole um, New Englander through and just through. Down the
1: road. I didn't know this. That's great. Okay. Yes.
3: Yeah, so I've only been out here for about two years. Um, But when I moved out here, I was trying to, you know, find places I could sing, do all that kind of fun stuff and domino effect of kind of being introduced one person after another that led me to auditioning for being an in arena host, which I did not know I could do. (laughs) <laughs> at the time they were kind of like hey want to want to come and audition for this I was like are you sure um now, and now let's let's yeah.
1: kind of define because I don't think everybody understands like what is an in arena host what's what's on your plate with that job
3: so we're I mean we're the hype squad we get people hyped up and and we do the games with the fans and I get to do a player interview at the end of the game if we win which is really cool and it's been really good for me just to kind of you know Practice in and hone it on that skill a little bit too, because still kind of new for me in that area. Um, so yeah, we just we keep the fun going. We we try to keep the energy up as much as we can. We do all like you know the TV timeouts, intermissions during the games, all that kind of fun stuff.
1: And and of course the contests, which I which I the want contest, to talk to a little yep. more about about. In a <laughs> So, so we went on a tangent there. So, okay, so you're from Connecticut and you were trying to, and when you said all over the place, I was thinking meant all over the place, maybe the Northwest, so all over the place around the country. So where, where else have you sung the national anthem?
3: Um, the list is, is getting a little bit longer. Um, I've sung in Chicago a couple of times for the Bulls. Um, I, New York, of course, uh, Massachusetts. I am hoping to, I've, I've sung in Ohio actually at a, a, uh, one of my best friends is a jet dragster racer. So I sang at a, a race out there, which is one of the most incredible places to sing the national anthem, um, super American. They love it. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of like sprinkled a little bit everywhere. Actually, I sang, Oh, Canada in Canada for the first time a couple of weeks ago, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so just working on it, working on that list.
1: So, you're still okay. So, you're still going to be doing some singing, but obviously, your anchor thing is the in arena host. That's
3: yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, I do it when I can, and and now it's all based around my Kraken schedule, of course. Um, but still, just you know, if I'm available, I love to do it. So, it's just keeping that going.
1: So, what do they you said they auditioned you that you said would you be interested in it? So, obviously, they saw something in you they thought you you could do this, (laughs) and obviously, you can, you do very well with it uh, i might Thanks. say uh but the uh so what what were the additions like was it was it just a lot of um announcing like what what what, what did you have to go through to get the gig
3: yeah at at first i am um, and i i posted something on instagram not too long ago right before the uh season started where i had originally sent them videos just from my living room um with just kind of like fake script of introducing myself as a host or introducing a game and I'm holding my TV remote as my microphone. Um so I sent those in and then it was a little bit of time uh not hearing back from anybody and then a little bit closer to the season I got an email asking if I wanted to come in and audition and I went to the Iceplex and we had a script a couple days before that we needed to kind of study and memorize and it was all just kind of like mock games like stuff that we do now. Um, And yeah, we were, we were there for a couple of hours and it was kind of quick after that everything moved relatively quickly. It was close to the start of the season. And it was just kind of like, I got the call back and they were like, Hey, so we love you. You're great. Do you want to do this? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Of course I do. It
1: wasn't something you'd ever done. You even imagined you'd do. It sounds like.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely wasn't something that I was out seeking or, or thought was even a possibility for myself. So it's been a really awesome ride.
1: Isn't that great when things like that come out of the blue? I, I yeah,
3: think. super cool. But now,
1: now, how did they know of you? Did they because it was after they had hired you to to sing? Is that how they got you got on their radar?
3: Um, yeah, I had we we know some people in common, um, and my national anthem videos had been sent to them a couple times because I was curious if they were hiring a full-time anthem singer um or if they were just kind of booking a couple people out at a time so that was why i was in contact with them originally um and our director at the time had heard me sing live they heard me sing at the mariners game over the summer so they loved my national anthem and then it was kind of just a again like domino effect from there and just kind of super random the whole thing was very very random
1: well obviously i mean there there were a plethora there was countless people uh singing the national anthem but Not everybody's like, oh, hey, you can be the host of the arena too. So Right. (laughs) And I've gotten
3: to do both a couple of times, like at the same game. I'm actually doing it this Sunday for the Team USA, Team Canada, uh, women's hockey. I'm singing both anthems and hosting. So it's really fun when I get to do that too, because it's kind of best of both worlds for me, Uh, because of course I still love to sing whenever I can and hosting is kind of a new love of mine. So when I get to put them together, it's awesome.
1: Now, with with the hosting part, now, and this is where we, I want Nathan to jump in. So you're doing these, you know, in between period period breaks uh, contests, where uh, arguably, uh, you know, you're, you're you're are interacting with fans who are potentially, and frankly, often are going to make fools of themselves in front of thousands <laughs> of people. So, you're there kind of leading them on. I, tell me about that experience of how that's been and, you know, maybe if you have any wacky stories. I mean, and, you know, Nathan, Nathan obviously, the fish toss with his buddy and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and and they were a little more of a competitive thing. Some things I've seen is like, oh my God, of course, it makes all the fans laugh and this is part of the entertainment, and as a good opportunity for some people. But tell me a little bit about your interaction with the fans and how, how that, that all has been. I mean, if you have any anecdotes that are particularly notable.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've, it's, it's been a, a season and a half for me so far. So we've seen a very wide range of different scenarios on and off the ice with fans. Um, it's definitely a lot more fun when we get a group of people that are friends or two people that are friends. Cause there's that just extra competitive edge that we love and it makes our job easier. Cause they just feed off of each other. So it's kind of like, we don't have to do much for it to be a good show. Um, we've had, you know we get people up even up on the deck like people that don't that don't come onto the ice but they'll do our competitions that we do on off or off ice up on our deck or just kind of somewhere else in the arena people are super super nervous or some people are so excited they can't really like get themselves settled to to hurry up and do the game um but I feel like it's, it's gotten continuously better because our crowd has gotten so much better and more receptive to all of our games and all of our hits that we do now. So like, the crowd participates, the crowd helps the fans, they give people answers. Um, So it's just, it's been really cool to watch that grow too, as like a brand new team and brand new fans and people kind of learning the game of hockey and learning what we do and learning, you know, what are we've we've brought a bunch of games back that we did last year that people just love. And we've brought in some new ones that people are learning and trying to figure out. Um, So watching that happen is cool too.
1: Now, Nathan, did Angelica put you at ease? Were you nervous? What (laughs) what were you feeling when you're down there and Angelica's got the microphone and take me through this?
2: Well, before that, Jason and I were in the tunnel or the, the little, you know, where you enter the ice and we're hyping each other up, you know. You got this, you got this. You know, who's gonna win the stick? You know, do you <laughs> want the stick? I want the stick, you know, who's gonna who's gonna earn it? You oh, know?
1: The prize was a signed stick. Who signed it by the yeah. way? Yanni? Gorg. Yanni Gore. Yeah,
2: yeah. But we didn't leave empty-handed because either way, both both of us were gonna win something. So I, I ended up getting a gift card, but we would have done <laughs> it for free. We, you know, we would have just had a blast just doing it. Um, I did not like the little uh the little uh, spikes. It felt just weird when I was walking out there. So it was really slow. I'd have been better on skates probably, but uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, and we were asking her, you know, you know, asking about how much fun this is doing this other times, you know, and we just had a blast doing it. It was great to see uh, the perspective of the arena from center ice. You know what I mean? Instead of being in the stands. So that was pretty cool, but uh, yeah, she made it, you know, really comfortable. We were just having a blast. It wouldn't have mattered what we were doing. It was great.
3: We try to make it we try to make it as fun as possible. It's funny you mentioned the spikes. We We've tried to wear them a couple times and I, I think it's worse for myself. My biggest fear is falling on the ice and the amount of times that I've come so close this season in particular, I've had so many slips that have been like, I even had a couple of fans at one of the last games. They were like, we saw that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. It was um, nerve
2: wracking. Yeah.
3: It's, it's slippery out there. And we luckily, I mean, we go out before the Zambonis come out again. So it's not like super shiny slick ice. So it's a little scuffed up for us but there's, there had definitely been some moments um, where I kind of see my life flash before my eyes walking out <laughs> on the ice there for
1: that's sure. Right, that's yeah. Right. The in arena host for the basketball games. Don't go through this,
3: right? Yeah. It's a lot of extra work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. You have know, the balance thing and the thing. Oh my gosh. It's, it sounds tricky. Who, um who comes up with the contests? How does, how does, you know, what, you know, people are doing a race or, you know, stick and puck or whatever, whatever torture you put these people through. Who comes up with that? <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's our, that's our game presentation team. They, um, so we have our, our full team, our whole management team, game pres, they put all of that awesome stuff together. They spend a lot of time on it. Um, and yeah, yeah, there, we have a really, really good, good group there.
1: Now, now, are there any cases now? Now, Nathan and his buddy, that that went pretty straight smooth. But I mean, was has, has, have it been any? And not, I'm knocking on wood here. I don't want you to have any disasters. But have you had <laughs> any like, oh god, this was a mess, or the people came out angry, or any, anything? Anything turned out not not the way you wanted it.
3: We've been lucky to not have too many angry fans, which is good. Um, we have had a few collisions. We've had a few. We play um, this hot or cold game where we blindfold someone and we make them kind of run around the ice and find someone else and the audience yells if they're oh, close, booze if they're far. Yeah. And uh, we had someone last year that got, and usually, we. I mean, we have people out there guarding them and barricading them, but something just slipped and the guy he went straight for the wall. Um, luckily, he was okay. everything was fine, but it was just one of those moments where everybody kind of held the breath for a second. Um, so I mean things like that, and then funnier things. we play tug of war. We've had people go absolutely flying across the ice just because their other the other team just comes out a lot stronger and they don't realize they're gonna pull that hard and we just lose all three people all at once. and they just go completely sliding down the ice. So those are always fun. Did
1: you Did you have to sign, make him sign anything of uh, any sort of? Yeah, everybody, everybody,
3: everybody signs something. Everybody wears helmets. Um, we we protect you as much as possible.
1: That that's that's great. Now let's jump back uh, looking beyond the hockey world because obviously music's a big part of your life, obviously to say the least. And you have a fantastic voice, and you wanted to sing all over the place. Do do you <laughs> is is. Do you still have some time to do and pursue music at all? Uh, with all this hockey busyness?
3: Um, you know, not as much. Again, the anthems are kind of the only thing right now, keeping the keeping the music going for me. Um, I'm, I'm a theater kid, I'm a musical theater kid. So that's ideally like, you know, that was the dream job kind of thing. That's something I would love to go back to eventually. Um, big, big theater girl. So I'm hoping that I can do that at some point, even kind of mix it in a little bit out here. Um, but other than that right now just just singing whenever i can i try to say yes as much as i can when people ask you know regardless of how busy my schedule is just because it's something i love to do so much um so I, I try to squeeze it in as much as possible
1: yeah do you have a, do you have a favorite musical or something you've done that you really love
3: um wicked is wicked is by far my favorite that is the dream show i know that's like the cheesy answer that everybody says but that is truly that's that's the dream role for me um i was in into the woods in high school which was an insanely hard show to be in uh that i also loved so that was Super cool. Um, and I actually was in an off-Broadway show in New York City uh, about two years before I moved here, which was super cool too. It was called the Marvelous Wonderettes. It was just four girls. It was like a show within a show kind of thing. We had like 28 songs, 28 numbers that we did nonstop. Um, but yeah, that was that was great.
1: Wow. Seattle cracking are keeping you from from musical stardom for, for now. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is good though. This I I would think this is helping you stretch out and hone your skills beyond right I mean obviously being a host being comfortable in front of the camera and in front of you know 16 17,000 people I mean that wasn't something like as you touched on early it wasn't something that was on your your list of plans right
3: yeah no definitely and it all I mean it all intermixes it all goes together um one thing definitely helps the next and I, you know the more I can be performing and out in front of an audience or in front of a camera or memorizing a script or singing or speaking you know to public it just it all helps definitely and it all just kind of keeps the juices flowing for sure
1: now were you now were you a hockey fan before this
3: a little bit so it took me a while we, we were big football fans growing up um and which i one team? of my best friends what which team <laughs> um, I'm a Giants fan. Okay,
1: that's right. Well, you're from New York. I get it.
3: I'm from New England. I have to stay true to my roots out there, you know. Yeah, the Connecticut, um, and
1: what the family's into, and and Connecticut's kind of a borderline thing. I get we're
3: it. We're kind, yeah, we're kind of in the middle. I, we're closer to New York though, so we're majority New York fans. Um, we have a couple of Patriots fans, but we're not going to talk about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, hockey, hockey has been new to me kind of the past couple of years. One of my best girlfriends is obsessed with hockey and took me to my first game a bunch of years back. And I was like, how have I not watched this sport before? This is so much fun. Um, and especially being at a live hockey game is, I think it's one of the most exciting sports to watch in person. Um, and then I was the national anthem singer for the New York Islanders for a season. So I really got thrown into the hockey world. I, I pay attention to it more now, honestly, than I did then. Cause I didn't have to stick around for the whole game, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, hockey, hockey's, it's still relatively new, relatively new in my book.
1: Okay. So you had a little, you dipped your toe with the Islanders or Rangers yeah. a little bit there. So now yeah. you're really full throttle. So what what are your thoughts with the, of the crack and, then you know, just, they're I mean it's early in the season but they're, they're they're starting off a lot better than they did last year right
3: eh? yeah I think I mean I, I think they're so exciting to watch we joke that we are everyone's like oh you get to watch all these hockey games I'm like Realistically, we see about 10 minutes of the game because we're running around. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you have to have prep everything. The yeah. ongoing joke that I'm constantly in the bathroom or in the elevator every time we score a goal. So we said from now on, all of my hits have to be from the bathroom or from an elevator. <laughs> um, but no, they're they're so exciting to watch. And there's there's just I feel like there's something in the air this year. There's just like a little, little bit of a kick under everybody's step, players, team, us, everyone. Um, So it's, it's been an awesome, I know it's so early in the season, but it's, it's been such a great time so far.
1: Have you, have you had much interaction with the players? Do you have any favorite players or, you know, guys that have, you know, you've connected with?
3: Um, I mean, we, the only time I really get with them is if, if we win again, I get to do a player interview at the end of the game. Um, that's, that's the only time we're kind of in the same space as them. And,
1: And some are easier interviews than others. Right.
3: Totally. And I've, I've interviewed, I, my, my favorite is, is Jordan Eberle. He was on the Islanders when I was there. So I feel like, you know, I don't know him personally, but he's always fun for me to interview. I feel like it's one of those kind of full circle moments for me. Um, and my favorite interview to date by far was our Halloween game. A couple of weeks ago, I was in full costume, dressed as Cruella DeVille. And I interviewed Jordan Everly dressed in a Halloween costume. So I don't know how he didn't laugh in my face, but it was great.
1: <laughs> I, I saw that. I was. It was me. Yeah. He kept a straight face, yes. He did. <laughs> no, that, that's great what do you do
2: between games now that you're in the Northwest? What do you do to fill your time when you're not in the arena?
3: Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm in fitness. I was working for a, um, a fitness studio back home on the East coast. Who's now essentially completely virtual. Um, they do have a home base still. They do stuff live. Uh, but I am still working with them. So I coach a bunch of virtual classes. I have private clients, um, and yeah that that occupies most of my time and then I I try to sprinkle in again like working for the rain um I did a couple of UW games in September I try to again just kind of grab hosting jobs where I can just to kind of keep the practice going and keep up in my skill
2: nice yeah nice I've uh I haven't caught a rain game but I I I've been meaning to do that. I've also, I have a confession. I also haven't ever been to a Sounders game, and I think eventually I should probably do that. (laughs) Have you ever been uh, asked or thought to maybe uh, sing the national anthem at a Sounders game or anything like that?
3: So I did actually. I sang there twice last season.
2: So I did an
3: anthem for them a couple of times, and I hosted a couple of their games as well. um, Remember, they had a couple of us rotating those games. So that was cool. I did not, again, soccer is another one of those sports, like it's not as huge. Uh, Where I'm from, I didn't really like you and your Seattle soccer fans are insane. They're so awesome. Um, So being at Sounders was really great. And then the rain, like by the end of the season, they they made the playoffs and that they started with less than 10,000 people at Lumen Field. And by that playoff game, they had over 20,000. So that was also incredible to be a part of. And I think that that team is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And every season is going to get more exciting, especially with them being in that that bigger space now too.
2: Yeah. Just wait till we bring the sonics back. Then, <laughs> then exactly you don't know. have to be all no on sleep the, in the Seattle. <laughs>
3: right, right. Running around on some flat ground for sure would be great.
1: <laughs> well, you know, once right. upon a time, so I, you know, I, you know, being being from Mass I grew up a Bruins fan and I still love the Bruins to, to, as well as the Kraken. But you know, I, I came here, I came to Seattle geez about about 25 years ago. And I was like, what do you mean? I gotta drive all the way to Vancouver for an NHL game dang and I would from time to time you know whether the Bruins or whoever was coming in the town but um you know after a while I was like really longing for it and I was like gee I didn't know if I'd ever see as many other you know people who were in the hockey wondered would you ever live to see the dead as a, an NHL team in Seattle, so it's like such a treat. But I used to hear from people, when you just said about how the oil rain crowds are growing, and we've seen that with the Sounders to say the least, and and among others, it's like, you know, there were people who say, oh, Seattle's never gonna be a hockey town. Ha, you know, it's like, you know, I can (laughs) 48 hours, all the season tickets were taken up. And and I have, and I I imagine you've easily noticed this since you're really down at ground zero there, you know, uh, I mean, I have good confidence for the team to to have a better year this year, obviously. But last year, I it warmed my heart to see, um, like i would never seen a fan base more enthusiastic about a team that was more losing more than they were winning. It was it was just touching. So stick with the team because I mean, if they, if they make the playoffs, you got to agree it's going to be it's already nuts. It's going yeah, to be beyond yeah. That's when this team's like a regular playoff team.
3: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's something I, I kind of knew before I moved here, but didn't really realize until, of course, I was in it. But Seattle fans are some of the craziest, best fans I've ever witnessed. And like you said, like the fact that all of these season ticket holders, like all of these season tickets were sold out. Everyone was a hockey fan before they even knew the team existed, before we even had players. Um, and it's it shows, because like you said, last year, like, yeah, it was a little bit of a rough year on the ice. And people always ask us, like, is it hard for you guys? Like, does it make your job more difficult? And honestly, like, you know, we want to see the team win. It makes everybody's job more fun if the team is winning. But the fans just stay so in it and they stay so electric and they stay so loud. And that place is just when it buzzes, it's like you can feel it from the bottom of your feet. Like it just vibrates. It's so loud. And it's, I mean, of course, when we're winning it's we've gotten a little bit of a taste of that so far this year, and it's even more insane. So I can't, I can't imagine what it's going to be like if, and when we make the playoffs. Um, But yeah, no, everyone's it's, it's really awesome to see how dedicated everybody stays even when we're not doing the best, um, and it's just yeah, I mean, I, I'm, we're grateful for it. We it makes our job easier, um, and we love what we do, and we love that we have people that are as excited about it as we are.
1: Yeah, people recognize you on the street now.
3: <laughs> not yet, You're not, You're not, not yet. Not At other sporting events, yet. other other sporting events, you know, if I'm if I'm working somewhere random, they're like, "You're the Kraken lady." I'm like, "Yep, that's me."
1: <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to happen more and more, Angelica. I'm just pretty get that vibe. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, great. It's well, fun. Angelica, uh, sorry. Anything else, Nathan? Did you want? I didn't mean to cut you off
2: no just thank you for doing this i really appreciate it It was great talking with you
3: yeah thank you guys this is awesome i love i love doing this
1: thank it's you great. yeah well kraken fancast yeah. we've been we started this uh a little bit before the kraken started first good on the ice and it's uh it's been this great labor of love and uh you know we we do this every two weeks so we'll have we'll have a, your interview uh, up pretty soon so uh anyway thanks so much for joining uh, us it's great to meet you and i'll make sure i see you in person we'll say hey and yes uh, definitely. De- definitely, definitely will. Keep doing what you're doing. Do it well. Thank
3: you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great you rest bet. of your night.
1: Take care, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much again to Angelica Salem for joining us on this episode. And thanks much to all of you for listening. Please keep in mind to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and our own Seattle KrakenFanCast.com website. Uh, We hope you'll also consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon is a funding mechanism for our podcast, keeps us doing what we're doing. Uh, You can have some good perks there and know that you're helping keep this FanCast podcast on the air. So you can find more information about that at Patreon.com slash KrakenFanCast. Thanks very much, as always, to our producer, Jay Middleton. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more game discussion, news, and interviews. For Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson, I'm Chris Porter. We thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, we say...
0: Go Kraken! Go